listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 42, where we will be discussing chapter 5 in City of Glass, A Problem of Memory. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hello. 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 <laughs> that was awful. I love None it. of us can sing. Do-da, do-da. So guess what, guys? Okay. Tell me. I got a kitty named Magnus. Meow. And he's the cutest thing. He has a little light bulb head and this, like, belly. And then, like, everything about him is super little because he's only two months old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He looks so much bigger in the pictures. But, like, when we got him, I was like, oh, my God, you're a little precious baby that needs to be protected always. Yeah. So cute. He has that, like, big cat face. You know, some of cats he's, that just have big faces. He's going to be big. We've only had him for a week. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, already, like, his paws are getting bigger. And he has this, like, bulldog stance. So, like, his his arms kind of, like, they don't bow out. Like, I don't think it's, like, a, a skeletal problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, they kind of, like, the way he stands, like, he's, like, puffs out his chest and his, and his little arms are just, like, that's and he's great. like, he's, I'm like, oh, you're going to be a baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love big cats. And and I cannot lie. So Wednesday. <laughs> so Wednesday, our other cat, um, she is the Duchess of Darkness. <laughs> and she's like, she doesn't like, like people when they come over. She's like not about it. She'll hiss at people and like growl at people. Like she, she blocked my (laughs) sister-in-law in in the hallway when she came out of the bathroom and like wouldn't let her pass (laughs) because she was pissed off that she was there. She's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like she's does not fuck around. That's great. And she's been like a little badass since she was a kitten. Right. So like we, we adopted her from the Humane Society. She had just gotten released from bite quarantine when we adopted her. (laughs) And like, we got her at a discounted rate because she had already been adopted and returned. (gasps) Poor baby. She's a bitch. Like, I understand. (laughs) But like, it was fine because we were like, you know, whatever. We we don't have any other pets. Like, Mm -hmm. it's totally fine. So we got her, and she loves me. Like, she's all always all about me. And she likes to play and stuff, but, like, she plays rough because, like, that's how she wants to play. Okay. But she doesn't like other people. Like, any anyone new that comes to the house, she's like, don't fucking touch me. She's Why like, are you here? I'll sit here and look at you, but if you come near me and touch me, I'm going to fucking attack. She's like, <laughs> she goes into attack mode. But so we – when we brought in – who is now Sushi, who was Luna, um, she was a stray and we brought her in and Wednesday and her did not get along. <laughs> and so like, we're like, oh, okay, so we're rebahoming her. Hey, Robin, you want a cat? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and she's a snuggle bug. She is very sweet. She puts up with my crazy children. She's so cute. It's great. But so we were like worried. We were like, oh God, are we never going to be able to get another pet or whatever? And I'm like, no, I think if it's, because she gets along fine with my mom's cat, who's a boy. Okay. But, like, they play rough, but they play. Like, she's she enjoys it. She likes to chase him around and, like, beat his ass and stuff. And he's like, okay, I guess we're doing this. But he's also, like, an exotic cat who's, like, 20 pounds. Like, he's wow. massive. <laughs> so, like, she's not going to hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, okay, well, we got to get a boy. So we got a kitten. I was like, well, 
maybe that'll play on her nurturing instincts. Yeah. She's a year old now, so she's not a kitten herself really anymore. Mm-hmm. She's, she's getting into that like adult cat stage. I was like, well, maybe this will work. First couple days were sketch. She was like growling and hissing at him. She didn't wow. want to anywhere near her. She was like, fuck you. But over the past week, they have now become like super good friends. Awesome. And they play and he loves it. And we were like a little worried. I'm like, oh God, is she playing too rough with him or whatever? Uh-huh. He is full on his back, full belly showing, just like, come here. Like, <laughs> bring it on. Let's do this. And he has no fear. He'll awesome. like jump at her on his hind legs with like both paws out and like, huh. <laughs> belly bumper or something it's so cute awesome that's adorable and i realize i've now talked for like six minutes about my cat it's great it's great <laughs> we love cats but he's the best and he has like half a pink nose and half a black nose and he's gray oh. with like little white socks and he's the cutest I love it. and he purrs like a fucking lawnmower as soon as you pick him up he's like <laughs> i need a cat well to be fair sushi wasn't like Super nice either. Yeah, she was skittish. Well, she was feral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor baby. She doesn't like visitors. <laughs> She's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> she was great when we came over to yeah, watch your house. she doesn't like animals. Okay. Mm. Okay. She likes, she loves all kinds of people. That's good. Um, like she, um, we call her Cardi B sometimes. Because <laughs> she goes, brown. <laughs> yeah. Brown. Brown. But she hears you when you walk in, and she comes down to, like, greet you yeah. as you walk in the house and stuff. It's Aww. so cute. She did that when I came to feed her that one time, and I think she was a little disappointed because they were out of town, so we were feeding her. It was not her family. It was just Lincoln and I. <laughs> She's like, bitch, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> She's obsessed Wait, with Omar. Aww. That's great. Because I won't. If she tries to play rough, I don't. I'm not into it. Yeah. You don't so want to be scratched up? I don't. So I just stop. And I'm like, okay, we're done. Like, we'll wait till you're... What, but he'll play with her. Like, how? That's I think great. you guys probably play with Wednesday. Yeah. Because I think she's used to it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing that. You guys want to do that? Whatever. So she knows. Like, I, she just stops engaging. And she's very, very sweet to William. Um, and Adriana, like, they play chase and, like, run after each other and stuff. It's That's very adorable. cute. She's a smart cat. So... <sighs> yeah, we got Wednesday for Bryn last Christmas. And... I don't think I have been scratch free since then. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. Like like I have like a little one right here. But like she I don't mind. I cuz I play I like instigate and mm-hmm. I all like play with her. But yeah. But I'm the only one she lets pet her without attacking them. Oh, okay. So I'm the only one she'll purr for. She won't oh, purr for anyone else. That's She's like no funny. fuck you. So she Crazy. lets like she, they carry her like a baby. Yeah. She's just into it. That's how Magnus is. He is like all about it. He wants to be a shoulder cat. That's so. Cute. That's his name. His name is Magnus. Yes. So great. Well, we were gonna name him Chairman Meow, but my husband decided that that wouldn't work because it doesn't doesn't connect all of the books, and so he said that it had to be Magnus because Magnus connects all of the. That's books. great. <laughs> my husband is now on. Queen of Air and Darkness. Wow. He has listened to all of them. That's great. Yeah. Crazy. Including the novellas. Wow. Yeah. He's way excited for Chain of Gold and he doesn't want to admit it, but he totally is because he his favorite was the Infernal Devices. Oh, mine too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Can I say that? I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. We told people that I was going ahead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infernal devices, my jam. Yeah. I miss it now that I've moved on. I know. So great. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's great. So anyway, I've now talked about my cat incessantly. So what? It, how's it been going for you guys? Yeah, I have nothing. I just want to talk about your cat. Yep. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I like your cat. Nothing going on here. Mm-hmm. Now I can legitimately say I got to go feed my cats. Yes. too. <laughs> Multiple. That's great. Guys, I got to go feed my cats. I will say I did buy a reusable shopping bag that said crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> I was that's like, great. yep. I'm embracing it. I like it. <laughs> Hashtag cat mom. For real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shitters. All right. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> so what do you say we cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Alec escorts Simon to the guard and leaves him in care of the meanest inquisitor since Quizzy McGuire who swiftly steals him away to the deep, dark, creepy ends of the guard, where he quickly utilizes his grandpa skills to interrogate Simon. Simon ain't no noob, and realizes that he should keep his mouth shut and not cooperate with all of his rude-ass, invasive questions. After realizing that they're getting nowhere, Grandpa McGuire calls for, m- <laughs> calls for his shadow hunter cronies, and they take Simon down to the dungeons. He tries to escape, but is met with an exclusive special edition Simon deterrent that used Simon's religion against him. This is explained to him by this, like, unknown cellmate. Meanwhile, Alec arrives home and has a spat with Jace, then takes out his emo journal and rips a page out to scribble a fire message to a mystery recipient. Recipient? Recipient? (laughs) Recipient? Recipient. Precipitation. (laughs) Person. (laughs) Slash wolf. No, I don't know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So Clary wakes up at Amatis's, also known as the country cottage of my dreams, because <laughs> I want to live there. Like she's she's got this cute little quaint cottage that's like a little run down, but it's got charm, right? There's there's a rag blanket on her uh spare bedroom uh bed and she's got a cupboard full of you know, herbs and shit that she uses as healing stuff. It's literally my happy place. (laughs) I want to live there. It does sound like you. Right? (laughs) So Clary's fever is gone and she's feeling more like herself and not even a little hungover from her psychedelic trip, which to be young again, man, it's crazy. (laughs) Like that. I remember what that was like. Not me. I've never been that lucky. Always feel like death. So while Clary's busy admiring the view, Amatis comes in offering Clary, well, offering her a nosh. But Clary just wants to know where Luke is. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is he at the bodega? <laughs> no, bitch. They don't even have electricity. <laughs> there is no fucking bacon, egg, and cheese up in this bitch. Yeah. Interesting. So while Clary's busy, no, I just said that. Amatis is being soups cagey about Luke, and she's just like, uh, he's not here, which is not going to work for Clary. Clary's like, um, excuse me, please elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Stranger that I just met when I was high. <laughs> very, very high. Right? <laughs> 
been there. Yeah. (laughs) Finally, Amatus explains that Luke left at dawn to go back to the pack he abandoned in Brosselin Forest all those years ago. He didn't give details, but said he'd be back in a few days. I, what? What? Crazy. I. He couldn't leave her a note. Right? At least. It's Like, for real, real, for realsies, if you will. She, Clary was passed out, like, in a drugged stupor. So Amatis could have called the guard and had Luke taken away and arrested. And there's nothing to, like, verify the story. Yeah, she clearly wasn't happy to see Luke. Clary remembers that. She was lucid, at least for that part. How is she not questioning this? Because she's Clary, I guess. Right. Clary. Because she doesn't ask the questions that Jace would ask. Right. She's not suspicious enough. (laughs) What do you think that Luke is doing? Like, I honestly can't remember from the last time I read the book. Like, I I don't know. But what do you guys think? I honestly don't remember either. Um, He's got to be just building people to fight against Valentine. It's the only thing I can think of. Winning people back. So he's been gone for, like, what? Ten years or some shit? A minute. Right. A a hot minute. He's been gone a hot minute. (laughs) Fucking okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. So we overheard last chapter uh-huh. that a wolf cub, oh right, mm-hmm. was murdered. They mm-hmm. found that whatever mm-hmm. on the way in in his city. It sounds like, huh? In Rosalind Forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Luke is going out there to talk to the pack to let him know about Valentine returning and the conversion on the sword, mm-hmm. and just you know. I don't think you can't be a leader of two packs. I don't think. Right. Well, he must not be going there to like. And it's been so long. Like, does his authority still hold up? I don't. I would doubt it. Or is he going to kill another leader so he can take over another pack? I don't think so. Because I don't think Clary plans on staying there. Jocelyn's back in New York. He's not invested in staying there. Right. Right. He's invested in staying with Jocelyn. So I bet he's just going to, you know, Mm -hmm. let them know what's going on. Tell them to be on alert. Yeah, hmm. I guess. Bolo. I feel like... Be on the lookout. <laughs> I could think of his bully. <laughs> like a Bureau of Labor and Industries. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he's doing, but it's... I'm like, couldn't you, like... It fits into the story, obviously, to not have him there, but right. it's annoying it, to yeah, not have more information. It, it's a plot device to yeah. get him gone, because yeah. then Clary wouldn't have an opportunity to do what she needs to do. Be a but little shithead. It's still obnoxious. <laughs> All right, so Clary is none too pleased that Daddy Luke just abandoned her. Not cool, bro. But she's still got shit to do. She came to Idris for a reason, and by the angel, she's going to save her mom. Hashtag girl power. So. <laughs> I don't know if it's so much as saving her mom as just having, like, she just, I feel like she just has to have something to do. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. She anyway. has to feel important. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know she wants to save her mom, but yeah. anyway. Because okay. she's hashtag, hashtag chosen one. Yeah. So Amatis is like, slow your roll, cupcake. The entire Shadowhunter population is bracing for an attack from your daddy, your evil daddy-o. It's safer if you just stay in Alicante and just like chill your heels. Cool. So she did, right? (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) So now I'm not sure if Clary just needed a subject change or if she was throwing shade but she randomly is like, Luke never told me he had a sister. Like, <laughs> which is super mean. It's like, 
it's like the coworker meeting your spouse and being like, oh, I don't know. He never told me about you. Like, it's, fuck, it's just, it's shady. Right. Like what? <laughs> It's a real weird shit to say. She's a teenager. She probably doesn't realize what she's saying is rude, but it's still rude. Mm. I don't know. I think Clary's just being a bitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Clary ends up getting Amatis to divulge a bit of her backstory, filling in some of the blanks that Luke artfully left out of his own. Um, So Amatis was Stephen Herondale's first wife. And after Luke was turned, Valentine promoted Stephen to second in command. Um, but he couldn't have his right hand man married to a woman with a downworld or brother. I mean, duh. Right. Obs. <laughs> so he made Stephen divorce Amatus and marry a Vitang approved bride. <sighs> she had she had the seal of approval. <laughs> I wonder if it was like, I wonder they had runes, right? They had circle runes. Or is that a TV show thing? They don't, don't talk I about can't it remember. so far. I think, I think it's a TV show thing. Like, wouldn't it be funny if they had, like, tattoos? It was like... We could check for, like, his signature. <laughs> Facing approved. Like, I signed off on you, bitch. He's <laughs> like, um... What is it? Kicks? Mother approved? Yeah, kid mm-hmm. tested, tested mother approved. approved. So, Amatis left the circle after that and never saw Stephen again. Which I'm like, how? <laughs> You live in the same small town. Right, right. You're yeah, in a- it sounds like she lives in the outskirts. <laughs> There's one city in this entire country, and you both live in it. How? It's so, she must have been so heartbroken oh, that he I know. probably still loved her. And he was just so easily like, okay, bye. Right. I, I just, could you imagine? Okay, I just don't understand. I think she describes it that they were fairly new circle members. Okay, that sounds right. right. I think you could be right. I got that feeling at least. From the other stories that we get later on, they they were in the circle. Okay. Okay. Well, because Luke was in the circle from the beginning, so his sister would most likely be in the group. Because it it could be a plot thing. Mm. When Luke was, what happened to Luke happened. Valentine needed a new lieutenant. He chose Stephen. We had both recently joined the circle. When he chose Stephen, he decided okay. that perhaps it wouldn't be fitting for a wife of his closest friend and advisor to be someone whose brother was a werewolf. Gotcha. Yeah. So she wasn't Vitang approved. He had to get another. Terrible. Which, okay. Like, I know that Valentine is persuasive, but who the fuck? It makes you think, okay, Stephen Herondale did not have a very... He didn't have any balls. He yeah, didn't have he a had backbone. no backbone. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, who, who, no. I'm sorry. I think what happens is he gets promoted to second into command, like, way later. I would assume. No, you just read it. That's why he couldn't be with Amatis, because he got promoted as soon as Luke. Oh, okay. When I was thought, it was like, she just, okay, now that your brother's a downward, you can't be in the circle anymore. No, no, no. She, she says she left even though. They probably wouldn't have wanted her anyways. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Sorry. My bad. It's all good. Okay. So where was I? Um, okay. You were at the part where I kept cutting you off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Amatis left the circle after that and never saw Steven again, which no. <laughs> yeah. I call bullshit. 
You saw him. You might not have talked to him, but you saw that motherfucker. You like were on aisle one together at the grocery store, so you ran really quickly down to aisle 11. Yep. So Jocelyn would still visit Amatis. She was the only one that would. And she brought her info on Luke when uh, she snuck out to see him. So do you think that um, Amatis and Jocelyn were friends when they were young also? I think so. Well, because Luke and Jocelyn were close. Yeah. Before Valentine even came into the picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure that they all grew up together. Yeah. That's and nice. Do they ever say I mean, they imply that Amatus looks older than Luke, but they don't say whether she is or not. Yeah, I think they make her sound pretty old, but like looking right. at least. But yeah, I don't well, think I mean, they actually talk about it. I'm sure the sadness has and killing demons done its toll. <sighs> well, she's probably like thirty four, so she's just a <laughs> like past her prime in this series it is really weird because they do talk about these characters like she's graying and like has like like her eyes look older and you know the way that clary explains and is talking about her okay you don't have as much gray as you think you have you don't (laughs) robin's like what about me you also don't have crow's feet so shut up yeah you have no wrinkles at all you have perfect skin get out of here but the way clary describes her it sounds like she's like close to middle age right Uh but that literally cannot be because of the age everybody was and they all went to school together so they all were all within a couple years of each other i feel like she describes her as like 50 35 yeah but she's like 35. Uh-huh. Maybe Carrie's maybe just 36. a giant bitch. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe all teenagers think that 30-year-olds are old. Uh, maybe we're just I'm really old. old, so. That's true. All right. Well, this made me feel great, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Glad we're here. Okay, bye. Yeah. It's okay. I've just, I keep forgetting how old I am, and I just stop reminding myself. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in my 30s-ish. Yeah, mid-30s. Whatever. Cool. Whatever. So... Amatis hated Celine, Stephen's new wife. And dude, can we stop hating on the other woman for your man's decisions? Hashtag fuck the patriarchy. Like, I get it. I, I understand that you're upset, but like, you should be upset with the man who chose to divorce you, not because he didn't love you, but because somebody else told him to. Yeah. Like, it's not this girl's fault. Well, you have to know that if Stephen was so easily swayed to leave his own wife. Right. I'm assuming Celine was the same. Right. Well, right. And, and she says that she was like devout, like a really young, impressionable, like worship the ground Valentine right. walked on. She was like barely 18 or something. Right. Right. Okay. So it's like, okay, there's multiple things that like you should take a minute and shelve your jealousy. Yeah. And see it for what it really is. Because you're mad at him. You're not mad at her. Well, I'm, I'm assuming Celine wants Valentine, not Stephen. Wanted. Oh. I don't Interesting. Know. I don't know. If she's like worships the ground he walks on yeah. and is like that devout. Well, like she'll listen to, yeah, anything he says uh-huh, or whatever. whatever Impressional, yeah. yeah. Handsome, right? So. Ew. Yeah, with those I don't pit, know. bottomless pit eyes. Jace looks just Sexy. like him, doesn't he? Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't like it. It bothers me. I hate that when they use that as a device of like, 
oh, well, I don't like her. Bitch, she didn't sleep with him while you were married. Right. He married her after he divorced you because he made that decision because he's a weak-ass bitch. So, obviously, the marriage rune is not as strong as a parabatai rune then, huh? Because they allow for divorce. Well, you can get a divorce, but you got to destroy that rune. So, like, I wonder, it's your second, because it's supposed to, you're supposed to get a rune on your arm and all, over your heart. So they just, like, line through it, and then you, like, draw one underneath. They're like, what happens? They get red rune ink, right. and they make an X over it's it. Like, it's like Barbara with a line through <laughs> it. <and laughs> what? Oh, my God. Please tell oh. me. I have to know. Okay. Right? I feel like mm, there's some more info there. Um, but of course, Amatis did feel bad when Celine killed herself after Stephen's death. <coughs> Which is why I would disagree with that thought process of Celine was obsessed with Valentine because when she found out that Stephen died, she killed herself. So, and she was pregnant. So, like, I think that she really did love Stephen. Stephen. Uh. But yeah, so she she's, admits that she did feel bad for Celine. I'm like, Really? Like, come on. Whatever. Okay, so shortly after Stephen's funeral, Imogen became the Inquisitor. And um, Amatis says, quote, The clay felt there was no one else who would have hunted down the former members of the circle more ruthlessly than she did. And they were right. If she could have washed away her memories of Stephen in their blood, she would have. Bro. <laughs> That's some serious anger issues. Like, how did intense. they not see what happened coming? Right. <laughs> they liked it. Yeah. They were into it. Kill Jace. We don't care. Right. So Clary's like, yeah, bitch, that was crazy. She wanted to murder Jace. And Amatis asks if Jace looks as much like Valentine as Clary looks like Jocelyn. And Clary's like, no, Jace just looks like Jace. What? The, what? What? <laughs> what is that? It's not even like, <sighs> yeah, they don't, we need to get Clary at thesaurus. <laughs> so speaking of Jace, Clary wants to go see him, but that's a hard no from Amatis. Amatis has obviously never raised a teenager because she basically forbids Clary to leave the house, which as we all know is the single best way to get a teenager to do the exact opposite of what you freaking forbade them from doing. Truth. Truth. Right. So Amatis is afraid that since Jace was raised by the Lightwoods, that that's where his loyalties would lie. And from her experience, the Lightwoods cannot be trusted, which is fair Considering that the last time she saw them, they were in V-Tang's hate cult. <laughs> so, like, I get it. But, like, haven't they been in Alicante? Like, back and forth? And mm -hmm. is she I don't just think not they're a really, shadow hunter anymore? Like, I don't think the Lightwoods are really allowed to mingle. I think they oh. go there for business and they go back because yeah. it's their punishment. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I don't think they can, like, be among the people and stuff. I bet they probably have to stay in the guard or sense. close to it. I also think Amatis has pulled away from Shadowhunter society okay. and just kind of like she lives in the woods in her cottage like that's obviously not, not in the woods because meeting. she's in like a neighborhood but yeah well I would imagine that um she probably has shame mm -hmm. although she shouldn't have right, right. embarrassment uh -huh. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah 
gosh, that makes sense. Poor well, thing. and I'm sure there's plenty of shadow hunters that are not thrilled that her brother is a werewolf. You know, it's like sad. that's still a thing. Yeah, I, well, I'm sure, but it's sad to think that Luke. Sorry, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of his name. Um, hasn't visited her more or like, I don't know. Cause obviously not that this should have even happened, but obviously it's his fault. Mm-hmm. The reason is because of him, you know? So it's just, it's, it's tough to think that my brother, you know, mm-hmm. he wouldn't even check on me. Like, I, it sounds like for me that she didn't want him around. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> it's sad, but, and I think maybe for that exact reason, she didn't want him around cause it was his fault. Yeah. And she blamed him for, ruining her life basically you know like it was his fault anyway anyway okay bitch now i hate you just kidding <laughs> you're like you're like you agreed with exactly what i just said but i hate you now <laughs> don't be mad at my daddy luke i'm a love him kiss uh, yeah so in a rare show of intelligence, Clary decides arguing is not going to help the situation and feigns agreement, placating Amatis and telling her that she's going to get some more rest. I'm I'm sorry. She turned on that dime a little too quick. Yeah. If it was anybody else who had spent any time with a teenager in the past, I don't know, 20 years, yeah. she probably <laughs> would have picked up what she was putting down and been like, hmm something seems yeah why don't you come down and eat yeah (laughs) so thinking that this babysitting thing is a whole lot easier than people make it seem amatis tells clary where the shower is ew she probably still smells like dirty pond water wet dog gross and points out a trunk uh with some old clothes that clary is welcome to borrow so Clary showers because apparently electricity doesn't work but modern modern plumbing is totally functional and uh, she digs through Amatis's old clothes for something to wear. So I have questions. So they've got indoor plumbing. Okay. They don't have electricity. Do they like have like a farmer's market? Is there a grocery store? I know they have a That's, weapons store. They have yeah. a sweets shop. Mm-hmm. Where are the sweets being manufactured? Are they all homemade? How does this happen? I want to know what you do for a refrigerator. There's an, an ice box. box. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of magic or something. Yeah, I don't... I wish that we would get a little... It's a little bit of an ambiguous... Ambiguous? Ambiguous? It's a little bit of an ambiguous magic system. Like, we don't know everything. Not everything's explained, but I... Do they I like the details. Talk about why there isn't electricity because obviously they use it IRL. The demon towers interfere with the ability oh. to whatever. That's the explanation. So it's not like Wi-Fi. The demon towers. Okay. Well, I was because I was thinking like, or it does, is, but it like takes up the waves. Okay. How does hot water I don't know heater how... work to get her? Yeah. Did she have to take a cold shower? No, how she, does how does the pump from the well work without electricity? Yeah. I mean, there are ways you can do it without electricity. Like there's, you know, like a windmill or something like that, but uh-huh. I was like maybe she had to light a fire. Oh. To like heat up the water. Under the bathtub. Mm. Just kidding. Like <laughs> she's cooking herself. Anyway. I don't know. You know that's actually how they used to do that. It's just I don't like it. And then and then when they started doing like uh electric 
you know, stuff. They didn't have like a water heater. It wasn't like that. It was like the tub had like coils and stuff. And the people would like kill themselves yeah. by accident because they turned it up too hot and they would literally boil themselves. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like a Victorian thing. It's crazy. The Industrial Revolution was a crazy time. My stepmom just told me today about how they had bells inside of um, caskets Mm -hmm. just in case they accidentally buried you alive because they didn't know. Yep. Someone just sitting there waiting and listening for the bell. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. You just finished reading Clockwork. Yes. What year was that set in? Uh, 1859? 70... something 1870 something yeah 1878 i think maybe it was right it was during victoria's reign it was before the edwardian period uh 1878 okay okay i was watching a thing Mm -hmm. about victorian era Mm mm-hmm how gross it was basically yeah like, all these people are in these beautiful dresses and stuff but they actually smell really Their fucking vaginas bad. smell like death anyway and they were talking about how people used to throw their shit into the thames mm-hmm. literally and so like one year it was like the stinkiest year on record like it's like there's a whole thing it was it was 1858 i was like could you imagine if while clockwork angel was happening it's like during this big literally shit storm and it smells really bad. We're just like, it's all like in this like lovely, like swept up, like romance, uh, but it we, actually smells like garbage. God. So, you know, you know, that's where the term heads up comes from, right? You pour it out the window. Yeah. People yell heads up. So if you're down on the street, you get the fuck out of the way. Otherwise you're going to get a chamber pot full of, you know. Well, so they were talking head. about the first thing they were doing with indoor plumbing basically is there's like a cesspool. Mm-hmm. So it like drains into the bottom of your house. You just, like, the shit just keeps whatever, and it's under. Then at night, people would come. Like, they, we would pay them, and they'd come clean out your cesspool and then sell it to farmers for fertilizer and stuff. Mm-hmm. Gross. And then in medieval times, so, like, the castles or whatever, they would have, like, your shitter, right? And it's, like, uh-huh. it's like a bench yeah. with a hole. Uh-huh. And they would just shit out the hole, and it would just fall down the side of the... Uh, castle to the ground or the the moat yeah just like your ass and then like air like where your... um tywin dies yeah yep all right so clary's digging through trying to find something to wear um she sees a wedding dress a fancy dress that her mother you know something her mother would have weared, worn to go dancing with valentine i'm sorry what yeah no stop it no it was the 80s they weren't footloose in it up okay <laughs> Jocelyn was definitely a punk. They were moshing. Okay. No, it was that one of those. Remember when she had that? Yeah. The dream. Uh-huh. Were there dances? Every yes. night. Weekly. So we've got wedding dress, fancy dress, school girl, school, uh, school girl fetish bait, and gear. So Clary settled on gear. I would have worn the wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> like... I'm fabulous. <laughs> now I'm going to find the grocery store. <laughs> right. So it wouldn't be an episode of Downworld or Dish without a segment where I contest the discrepancy from a bu- from the book. So 
Book says, quote, the first time she had seen Jace and the Lightwoods, they had been wearing their fighting gear, close fitting tops and pants of tough, dark material. Excusez-moi. Isabel was definitely not wearing Shadowhunter gear. She was wearing an ethereal white dress. Thank you very much. She was the first one that you saw. Right. She made her sound like she was like a Greek goddess. Right. Which also makes me question, did demons get their sex on? I think they Because they followed her into that room. The demon boy. Mm -hmm. Succubus. The blue haired boy. Well, I mean, he wasn't even a succubus. I mean, I think he probably would have hit it before he killed her interesting okay how did he do i can't remember was he glamored does he look like a person he was, wasn't his form he no he was a, a shape that's shifter. right okay okay yeah thank you which obviously they have to if that's how warlocks are made right right yeah that all is very confusing to me because warlocks can't have babies Mm-hmm. But how are more warlocks made? Because they're half warlock, right? Oh, they're half demon. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a warlock that had the baby. It's a demon. So a human being is doing it with a demon. Okay, but... At pandemonium. But most of what... <laughs> right. Most of the information that we get throughout this series regarding... And it's not spoilery, so we don't have to worry about that. But most of the information we get from that is they're usually under bad circumstances conceived so either probably from rape or from you know not able to consent because they shapeshift into their partner or whatever so um but like i think that you have because we we do get mentioned with warlocks couldn't Mm -hmm. think of the word (laughs) um that like a lot of them are abandoned or whatever because like while the mom's pregnant she doesn't know uh-huh. And then she has the baby, and then when the warlock mark is discovered, or if the baby's blue, right, right, like right, that might be an indicator yeah. that something is amiss. It is interesting <laughs> that they have a mark. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and some have more than one. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. <coughs> Can Sorry. mine be my fat, and I'm just like. <laughs> I'm a warlock, and this is my mark. <laughs> <laughs> my mom pooch. My, my, my stretch marks are my mark. Yeah, exactly. Tiger All right. stripes. <laughs> so anyway, Isabel was not wearing gear. It's such an obvious thing that I, like, I don't know how someone didn't catch it. it it's a weird thing to add in there when it's not true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I'll dismount my soapbox, and we may continue with our regularly scheduled programming. Besides, she got it wrong because they were zip-off cargo shorts. Obviously. Obviously. Someone write a letter. Right. So, decked out in gear, Clary stands in front of the mirror admiring her badassery. And question time! Sorry. There's a lot to unpack here. So, uh, as gear fashion goes, does it change like would it be obvious that the her gear that she's now put on is from the 80s like are their shoulder pads pads, (laughs) also who makes the gear is there like a gear factory in idris or is it more of a like a molly weasley weasley situation where if you're poor your mom makes your gear for you like i have questions I, i feel like it's the latter i don't think so Maybe. Well, I feel like gear gets destroyed so often. There has to be like 
a system for replenishing like an army uniform you get issued one when you turn 18 right so like is there a factory right i don't there I mean, can't be a factory because they're all doing it by hand they just do it at their houses I mean, gotcha. well there could be a factory that's not in alicante so they could use electricity. electricity oh okay well what's her name doesn't live in alicante right she lives outside the city that's how they got hot water what the fuck are you guys bitching about well, they say it doesn't but work in But she lives Idris. in the, in the thing because they had to go through She does live in Alicante. Them. Oh, she does. She doesn't oh, live in the country. Oh, that's right. They had to go through. That's right. The okay. non-wall wall. Okay. okay, fine. Sorry, I take that back. Yeah. yeah. I got you, though. <laughs> um, okay, gear obviously changes. Right, but, like, how Definitely. much does it change? Like, how obvious is it? Like, is it real embarrassing? Like, like Ron's old like uncle's dress robes like embarrassing or right. is it like subtle because it's all black so i feel like there's a little more grace there i think there'd be more grace yeah mm-hmm. but like it probably has shoulder pads and like an anarchy patch <laughs> <laughs> maybe a chain here or there in my head they were all punks like they all right. had green hair like in my head i'm like yeah they embraced it <laughs> yep i dig it <laughs> So Clary is still checking herself out and she's starting to see the resemblance between herself and her mother. Finally, like every other character in this book has at one at one point told her that she looks exactly like her mother. And all it took uh, for her to see it is some black cargo pants. It's great. She's like, I'm hot. What's up? Hey, girl. (laughs) And I love how Clary justifies her decision to ignore Amatis and the possible consequences of being caught in Alicante. And she says, and she thinks, quote, the Jocelyn that Amatis had known, the Jocelyn that Amatis had known was the girl who'd plotted to bring down Valentine, who'd secretly forged an alliance of Nephilim and Downworlders that had broken the circle and saved the Accords. That Jocelyn would have never agreed to stay quietly inside this house and wait while everything in her world fell apart. Yeah, totally the same thing. Mirror image. 100%. (laughs) Stab, stab, stab her. Your, Your mom is completely stable. And okay, she's just asleep. Yeah. It can wait a week. It's crazy. So in case Clary's next move uh, wasn't telegraphed enough for you, uh, she sneaks out. I know, shocker. Climbing down the trellis to freedom. And so I have a question for you. Did you ever sneak out when you were a teenager? Did your siblings? Amanda, do you have a story about your kids? Tell me everything. Yes. I didn't really sneak out because I didn't have to. My mom (laughs) let everybody come over whenever they wanted to. Mm -hmm. I did sneak out once, but I was younger than a teenager, and I still feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And um, V slept in my closet. Why? Why did they need to sleep in my closet? Like, Mm -hmm. what was... They literally lived two houses away. Why didn't they Mm -hmm. just go home? Anyway. um, (laughs) Um, What about siblings? Did your siblings sneak out? Mm, My brother, same. He didn't have any reason to. Okay. Yeah. Terry gave no shit. Yeah, my mom invited people over. She didn't care. Right. Mm-hmm. I only snuck out once. Anyway, it was one time. Yeah. I went to Sherry's and had a meal with a friend and went home. There was no need. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just like. That's weird. I would I have been it. able to do it anyway. <laughs> this is how I was trying to like. Right. I wasn't, doing, I wasn't yeah. doing anything wrong. I was not drinking. I went out and had like basically an appetizer with somebody. Yeah. And it was just late at night. That's so funny. But Were you scared the whole time? Of course I was. <laughs> Great. 
But I mean, I, I don't think... I don't even think my dad would care if I had done it, if he was awake yeah. and I could have asked him. He right. was just if sleeping. just told him, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, it's not that bad. That's great. That's funny. I love your stories. But that's it. Me and so Sherry. Innocent. You cannot believe that we're friends with such a chicken. I love it. Great. You're such a good girl. That's You're, why Kristen's mom my... likes me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It was trying to get her to do shit when we were teenagers was, oh, it was I so hard. I can only imagine. I was like, I got to convince this bitch. Yeah. It was harsh. Oh, shitters. That's, That's why we took a reprieve for a little bit. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. were, you were like, this is too much for me. <laughs> no, I think it was opposite. Like, oh, you're too okay. lame for me. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a different school for a while. I had yeah. other friends. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. To fulfill that danger. That's great. I only snuck out a couple of times. And that was when I was, like, way younger than I should have been. Yeah. Um, but by the time I was, like, a teenager teenager I didn't I didn't have to I would just be like yeah I'm going to my friend's house and be gone and do whatever and get into lots of trouble and do things that I regret mm-hmm. so I don't actually, sneak out it's not worth yeah, it yeah yeah I do I remembered I have to have a funny story but we don't have to add it anyway um I was at my friend's house and we snuck out because she really wanted to go make out with this boy whatever mm-hmm. and um well why it's just anyway yeah it's funny but um, so we get there and he had brought a friend because mm-hmm. he wanted his friend to make out with me or like whatever. They just thought, oh, Dude, just because he... there's a boy and a girl, they should make out. Yep. Right. That's just a thing. So we get there and I'm like, no, no. First of all, that was not my thing. I was not <laughs> literally until I, basically until I started having sex was not into doing any of that stuff. Like it was not me at all. Anyway. It's just weird so that I just sweet. jumped right into it, you know, dude. but um, you got to watch pen 15, dude. I do. I do need to watch it. <laughs> so anyway, I saw this boy. Um, we got in trouble. Anyway, her mom found out. We got caught. I don't remember the story that she made up, but basically her mom had to come get us. And we were not even that far away from her house. It was a disaster. But, um, and my mom didn't give a shit, even if mm-hmm. she had told my mom. But anyway, like a week ago, I just told Andy this story. A week ago or so, I saw that guy, that the friend that he had brought. Uh-huh on Facebook and I didn't even recognize him because I was not about it and he is just so much worse even as an adult. <laughs> it's just crazy. Like he was so popular and I think that's why my friend wanted to go out like and do that because mm-hmm. he was so popular and I was like, no, no, it's not. No, no. Gross. No. I remember uh, a friend of mine came to my window and it was when my sister was with us for the weekend and he came to my window and he's like, come on, let's go. And my sister was like, if you leave, I'm telling mom and dad. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, if you leave, I'm telling. And I'm like, no. And she's like, I don't want to get in trouble. I can't cover for you anymore. And she was younger than me. Like, a, like she's like two years younger than me. <laughs> and she had covered for me a lot. There was, <laughs> there was some things that happened. Yeah. And she was like, no, she's fine. She's just tired. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> what a good cover story. But yeah, she was like, no, you can't go. And it was this, like, big fight, and I was so annoyed because I wanted to go so bad. It was probably best I didn't go. I was going to say, you probably were going to get pregnant that that you guys used to go, way. like, hang out at the cemetery? He's, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You guys, they used to go to the cemetery. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, shitters. Bad that's news. Yeah. I was a pretty good kid until I wasn't. It was literally, like, I hit a brick wall, and I was like... Okay, so, we're back to Simon. Boo. <laughs> anyway the guards come back for him in the morning and they're not blindfolding him this time which is weird that they did it in the first place maybe it was just to disorient him i don't know 
Anyway, um, they took him to a room where the Inquisitor was sitting on a couch holding a cup of blood for Simon to drink. He's like, paint me like, yeah. or draw me like one That's, of your French girls. Yes. So I want to know how long do you think he was sitting there holding this cup? Do you think he practiced what he was going to say when Simon came in? Like he kept changing positions to make himself look thinner or like stronger. Like, no, no. Okay. Like this? No. Here. Do you want some fresh blood? Like what, what did he say? episode of Seinfeld when George gets the pictures taken. Yes. And he's like on the chaise and he's like, like Love trying it. to like. That's how I... Yeah, because uh, Alder Tree, in my head, is George from Seinfeld. I think he looks like the dad from Aladdin. Jasmine's dad. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's what I get. All right. Sorry. (laughs) All kinds of noises. (laughs) Sorry. So anyway, Simon asks if the blood is human. And Quizzy is like, whoa, no, I'm not a monster. It's deer blood. So Simon still declines, not wanting to accept anything from Gramps this Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But then his body takes over without his mind connecting right away, and he gulps that down. He needed that shit. Bro was hungry. (laughs) So Quizzy asks Simon about the accommodations and if he had a nice, quiet evening and time to think. And Simon adds that he really enjoyed the Star of David and the Seal of Solomon carvings. Mm. The Inquisitor notes that he really thinks they're wonderful and and really just foolproof. So if... um, he tells him, you know, which obviously we know, if Simon had to touch them, it would burn his skin off. So we know this. We right. know this, I mean, man. know this. Yeah. So the Inquisitor starts asking Simon more questions about, like, why or how he became a daylighter. And Simon explains that he wasn't able to be in the sun right away. Which, why? Like, why? Because mm-hmm. he wants to know, did it happen right away? And he's like, no, it was, you know, it was after the SSV tank. and then so Quizzy's like okay well something had to have happened while you were on this ship and Simon you you know you've got to know about it and Simon internally reminisces about drinking Jace's blood and that sexual feeling (laughs) (laughs) and realizes that that must be it bro this must be why I can be in the sunlight but he decides not to tell Gramps the truth he tells him that he doesn't remember anything from the ship which is referred to as a boat again in the book. And I'm like, no, stop it. But he says that he passed out when Valentine attacked him and he woke up in Luke's truck after the battle. Dude, it took Simon a week to make that connection. Seriously. Simon's supposed to be smart. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with Use you? Use your noggin, yo. <laughs> so the Inquisitor points out, and this is where I think I might need a little assistance because I have read this like four times and I hope that I'm getting this correctly. Anyway, the Inquisitor points out that the Lightwoods likes, they like Simon and um, asks Simon to see, you know, like, how do you think that looks? And Simon can't believe it that he's asking if um, he's a spy for Valentine. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, okay. So Quizzy explains that the Clave believes that there is a spy in their group since Valentine is always like a step ahead. And the Clave is divided right now and like basically among war, um, you know, at war among themselves. And um, so he goes on to say, this is where I was a little confused because I'm just like, what does this have to do with anything? But he says, um, they won't listen to Malachi's advice since he's the one that appointed the last Quizzy McGuire. Mm -hmm. Although he had nothing to do with what she had planned, you know, getting back at Valentine, it still looks bad on him. So I guess he's just using it as an example to start this story. Right. I think part of the point he's making is that the Clave won't listen to Malachi. They didn't believe Malachi when Malachi was saying the Lightwoods have an ulterior motive for bringing this vampire. And they were like, 
no, we we believe the Lightwoods. Like that's not okay. What happened? That well, that's good. Hopefully, that's true. So Gramps goes on to tell a story, tell Simon a hypothetical story about the Lightwoods. Um, so they pretended to leave the circle and gained power in the New York Institute. They knew Viting was still alive, and they took in his son. They assisted him in getting the mortal instruments and helped with the ritual. So once the original, not the original, the most recent, no, <laughs> the last Quizzy McGuire, <laughs> Imogen, had found out um, they had her murdered. So now they're in Idris with the clave trying to get more details um, to send back to Valentine. And they even brought this daylighter vamp with them to distra- distract from their real plans of restoring the circle. And Simon's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. None of that is true, bro. So the Inquisitor admits that it must be, you know, that some must be sacrificed. Um, and once the council has a common enemy, they will all come together again. So he's willing to just basically make up this entire story, even though he is pretty sure it's not true, um, just to try to get things back together. Which is just, is this just an like reoccurring issue with inquisitors like who are in these how do you become an inquisitor right. who's in line to do this well it, they have to be shady it's well it's a it's a political yeah position mm-hmm. so you have to be within the politics like like you have to be you have to position yourself to get that role when it comes open right so obviously you have to like be schmoozing and doing Mm -hmm. the political dance but he's framing this in a way of like oh i need something to unify but really he needs something to increase his power yeah get people to just believe in him absolutely and just do what he says okay so then he tries to convince simon to confess to serving the lightwoods and then he will just send him back like i'll send you back to your peeps your home but you just have to say this for me but only if you confess um, to the clave and make them basically believe this story that I'm going to lay out. And Simon refuses to do it. Quizzy says that Simon will not get any more blood until he goes through with his confession and then he sends him back down to the cells. Terrible. Yes, I'm definitely going to trust the guy who's blackmailing me. Yeah. To let you go home. Right. You didn't let me go home before, but now you're going to do it. Right. Yeah, totes my goats. Also, real quick, I just have to ask, do you think he had a deer killed and just took, like, a cup of blood and then do you think they at least ate the meat? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. I hope so. Okay. So, Clary found... Back to Clary now. Do they have cattle ranches? Yeah, exactly. Are some of them farmers? Yeah. They have to. I I don't know. (laughs) So, Clary found herself all turned around in what sounds like a city town after she had snuck out. She finally ends up asking for directions to Prince Water Street. Um, and the woman that she had asked asks her if she's visiting anyone in particular. And she tells her the Penhallows. And I just want to know how fucking stupid Clary is. And although I don't think anything comes of it, why are you telling a stranger after everything that you've been through where the fuck you're going? Stop. <laughs> well, she doesn't know that she's Clary. Yeah, but still, like, nobody know. You don't know who any of these people are. You That's don't true. know if this lady is in and, like, she secretly knows who you are and she's been watching you or some right. shit. Like, it just seems like I'm just visiting some friends and just move on. You don't right. need to, you know, I don't know. It just seems very silly to me. And has been watching too many murder shows. That's true. But they've been through so <clears throat> no, much. I know. And all I these know. people are so sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. It's silly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she finally gets to the Penhallow's house and Isabel answers the door. So she's in the right place and she gets a very friendly. Oh, crap. Dude. <laughs> I can't. There is the most pretentious thing ever 
at the end of that scene in this book. And it's, she passes the house because it was indigo, not blue. And the trim was copper, not, or bronze, not gold. And I'm like, bitch. She's like, I guess not everybody sees colors the way an artiste sees colors. And yep. I'm like, bitch, get yep. over yourself. Like yellow and turmeric are two different colors right. or something she had said. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh, this always happens when I'm stressed out. My mind wanders. And I'm like. Your mind water wanders about like what you said in third grade, not about the color of a house. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How you embarrass the shit out of yourself yeah. and you'll never live it down because your brain will always remind you and then your anxiety will kick up and then. Like that meme, you know. like with the memory foam. Yeah. Remember when you peed your pants in first grade? <laughs> like the mattress was just telling it. Yep. It's remembering all of your secrets. That's great. Okay. I remember writing this now, so I don't know why I had a moment. Okay. (laughs) Simon is left to sit in timeout in the cells below, and he starts thinking about how very much Alanis Morissette this whole situation is. (laughs) Simon is supposed to lie and tell the clave that the dude who slit his throat and left him to die is actually the Frankenstein to his Igor. Not long after, on cue, the creepy, detached voice starts talking to Simon again, saying that he wasn't sure if he was going to see him again or not. And Simon's trying to find a peephole or anything in the stone wall that might make it so he can figure out who this dude is. He's just just like running around trying to look through stuff. So funny. He's like tapping on it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. The cellmate tells Simon that Alder Tree is just trying to keep his... Sorry. The cellmate tells Simon that Alder Tree is just going to keep trying to get information out of him because he's stubborn. Simon's like, well, guess what? Me too. Bam. Boom. Then the dude asks Simon about what had happened and to tell him all the juicy details. To which Simon is like, Psh, what's it to you? And cellmate's like, me? I've been down here a long time and I want to hear something to keep me distracted from my sentence. Simon reflects on the fact that he's still hungry even after this little bit of deer blood. And then he asks why this guy keeps calling him Daylighter. And dude said that he overheard the guards talking about Simon and how he could walk in the sunlight and that no one has ever seen anything quite like him. And Simon's like, yeah, cool story, bro. Bro. But if that's the case, why do you have an entry in the Shadowhunter Urban Dictionary for the term Daylighter? <laughs> and we find out that apparently Daylighter is a downwolder phrase, not a clave one. There are legends about person slash vampires like Simon. And of course, Simon doesn't know about it because he's been a downwolder for like, what, three weeks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe two? I don't know. That's why he didn't know what a vampire sire was. He doesn't right. know shit. So the cellmate says that he's in a prime location to hear all the latest goss from the guards. And he overheard them talking about Simon when they were renovating his cell. And the story about the Lightwoods coming through a portal with a bleeding, dying vampire was big news. And I didn't expect to see Simon until the guards started redoing the cell. And frankly, he surprised the Lightwoods went along with Simon being imprisoned. Simon's like, I'm not. After all, I'm just a lowly downworlder. I'm nothing. The cellmate is not convinced, saying that maybe to the clave... But um, the shadow hunters that live and work outside of Alicante, especially institute heads, are more tolerant. Okay. If Maris and Robert are tolerant. Right. For real. For real. <laughs> While mulling that information over, Simon asks, what the heck is this guy? Is he another downloader too? And taking lead from apparently every asshole in Idris, this guy is offended that he would be asked slash compared to being a downloader. <laughs> 
Seriously. <sighs> He's not. <laughs> you you are literally a lump of rags. <laughs> in a dirty ass dungeon. And you have the audacity to be prideful <laughs> about your... Mm. Mm. Blood, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Get over it. Dumbass. Okay, you guys, he's not a downwalder. He's a mother effing shadow hunter. His name is Samuel Blackburn. He's an ex circle member who slaughtered downwalders at the uprising. You better recognize. Recognize. Simon's like, oh, damn. You've been down here this whole time? Sucks to suck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And Sam says no. He turned tail after the uprising and booked a one way ticket out of Alicante. He laid low in the shadows for years and made the rookie mistake of thinking enough time had passed that he could return. That's when they caught him and took him to Quizzy McGuire, who interrogated him for days, then locked him up and threw away the key. Okay. Could you imagine being there for 16 years in that fucking pneumonia cage? Yeah. (laughs) I think you'd go crazy. I don't think you'd be able to survive that mentally. Yeah. Uh, You'd definitely die of, like, dysentery or something. Yeah. Oregon Trail right up in this bitch. Mm -hmm. Yep. Simon's like, yeah, okay, you were a circle member, but what about the other ex-circle members walking about? What makes you different? And Samuel says that it's because he didn't turn his back on Valentine, because he's more scared of him than he is of the clave. How'd that work out for you, bro? Anyway, moving on to Clary. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Clary. Whatevs. Isabel is still in shock to see her there, recounting... Um, the Jace version of events. Like, basically, oh, Jace said that you were going to stay with your mommy. <laughs> Clary's like, that mother flower. Jace is a liar. He didn't want me to be here, so he straight lied to me about when y'all were leaving. Then he lied to you about me changing my mind. Remember how, like, a month ago, you said Jace never lies? Well, 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 how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> and Isabel's a little speechless at first, then drives right in. Asking Clary if she's here for Simon also. And Clary's like, uh, no, he's back in New York. But he's going to be like super TO'd that we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to each other. And Isabel's keeping the deer in headlights face. And Clary's getting annoyed telling her to let her in because she's got to go see Jace. Clary, pick up the cues. Yeah. No, dude. Okay. <laughs> Izzy then starts asking about Clary coming over and making sure she had permission from the clay, which of course she doesn't. <laughs> Come on. And tells Isabel, and she's like, whoa, dude, you done fucked up big time. Big time? You need to GTFO. Jace is going to freak. This is a big deal, dude. And Clary's like, no, it's not. I'm supposed to be here, and you need to move so I can go to Jace. Isabel's like, uh, no, you don't. This isn't a good time. Please go back to New York. Bye-bye now. And Clary's offended and hurt and everything. Um, I'd be feeling this way, too. Um, be like asking WTF me. I thought we were friends. I thought you liked me. And she's like, I do like you. It's just that Jace. Wait, hold up. What the heck are you wearing? Damn, girl. How'd you get your ass in that gear? <laughs> and Clary's like, <laughs> Clary's like, it's a long story. And Isabel's like, you definitely need to change because he will freak the fuck out if he sees you like that. And honestly, this is getting a little weird and creepy, and I'm not into it. Isabel, you sound weird. This is making Jay seem super possessive, possessive and icky. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, normally move on with your life. Yeah, she's usually so like girl power. Uh huh. You know, you can't wear that because Jace might have a problem with that. 
go away isabel shut your fucking bitch ass face right okay okay couple of things here devil's advocate i'm playing devil's advocate okay so one way she izzy might be like damn she looks good and that's gonna torture jace it doesn't matter i don't or it's like she's in here she's gonna put herself in danger she's not prepared and that's gonna piss off jace and he is he feels responsible for clary because he really brought her into this shit yeah, I don't think she gets to have an opinion on what Clary's wearing or Jace gets to have an opinion on it. They can both fuck off. <laughs> okay. Personality. Anyway, Clary's also done with the weird shit mm-hmm. and tells Isabel that she doesn't care about Jace's feelings on the matter. She's here for her mother and Izzy would do the same thing for her mom. Like, imagine this is Maris. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And Isabel's like, maybe, but Jace has his reasons. And Clary's like, cool, can't wait to hear them. And then she ducks under Isabel's arm and gets inside. Mark one down as a W for sure, people. (laughs) (laughs) Isabel calls out to Sebastian to stop Clary before she gets upstairs, which he quickly obeys, astounding her with his shadow hunter skills. Sebastian's all smiles saying, so this is the famous Clary. I feel like he has a French accent. I don't know how to do it. So that's what happens. Okay. Clary's taken aback by Sebastian, who looks exactly the same as the real-life version of a prince out of her own story, a graphic novel about a prince who was under a curse that caused everyone he loved to die. Sounds like Jace. Right? (laughs) And Clary's straight staring at this dude, and he's like, I don't think we've met. And Isabel's like, "Uh, Sebastian, turn down the charm. This bitch needs to get the fuck out. And Clary's like, go where? New York City? How the hell am I supposed to do that? And then um, they're like, oh, I don't know. How did you get here? And Clary says bluntly and without further explanation, a portal, (laughs) which, of course, in their eyes is impossible. And they want to know what she's talking about. And Clary, who, by the way, I'm proud of for keeping her head. Isabel is being a straight asshole to her and she's Mm -hmm. not flipping out. Is like, bitch, I don't owe you an explanation. Fuck you. Where's Jace? Yep. I do. It is weird how Isabel is acting right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. It's very strange. She is not acting like her normal self. Right. Which begs the question, what is she so worried about? Right. Yeah. So Isabel says not here at the same time Sebastian says upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> because he's, of course, confused on why all the hubbub about this. Jay should want to see his sister. And finally, Isabel's like, you know what, Clary? Do whatever the hell you want. You're going to do anyway. And you only ever think about yourself. Wow. Truth bomb. No. Sorry, not sorry. I'm a thousand percent on Team Clary here. What Jace did was wrong. Isabel trying to cover up for him is wrong. Screw both of you fucking Lightwoods. You don't get to take away Clary's right to choose what she wants to do with her own life. Yes, I even knows what happens in the next couple of paragraphs, obviously. And this is still my stance. Okay, but... Clary can't Clary has to learn that she can't just make unilateral decisions because with the culture of the clave, something she does reflects badly on all of them. Right. Well, and my thing is, Isabel obviously doesn't know about the portal making thing because that would be like, okay, dude. No, but she knows she's here when she's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And my thing with it is, I guess, within Clary's thing is like, I was supposed to be here. I was invited here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just just listening to you guys say these things i'm just like god they are such teenagers i know right it's just like my hair is pulling out and i agree with everything that isabel is saying except for the part where it's like or opposites i don't agree with anything that isabel is saying except for the part where she's like you do whatever you want anyway 
because yeah, yeah, she does for sure. Yeah. But my thing is, I know what Isabel's doing and she's trying to do what Simon just did Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. Jace a couple chapters back. Right. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Simon did whatever. No, Jace can choose. Isabel can choose. Mm -hmm. No, Clary. Yeah. I said Isabel, but I didn't mean it. Anyway, they can choose like their own fucked up adventure story. Yep. Let them be. Mm hmm. It's just very weird for her to... Their own fucked up adventure story. It's so true. (laughs) Right. I don't know. Which I guess at that maturity and age level, I get it. Well, and... Yeah, I I get that. And how, how... But how much of that is Isabel not wanting Clary to be hurt by going upstairs? I think it's opposite. Mm -hmm. I think that she doesn't... She wants Jace to move on. And she knows that Clary seeing Jace seeing Clary is going to make him stop pursuing things with Aline. I think it's opposite. Oh, because do you think, I, she, I think that everyone both. knows they're up there together? Oh, of course she does. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's trying to stop her from walking in. So I don't yeah. think. Uh-huh. Because my thing is if it's like if she was really worried about Clary's feelings, mm-hmm. she could have been like, oh, you know what? He's not here. He went out for a walk. Let's go find him together. And well, then, she tried, but Sebastian fucked right. it up. Well, no, well, she wouldn't she even. Nicer. She's like, "Fuck you, go away," and wouldn't even let her in the house. Yeah. It was like, "Go home, get out of here. Nobody wants you here." Yeah. So she wasn't. She don't think she's worried about Clary's feelings. I think she's worried about Jace. Yeah. So because I think she could have been like I said, let's go look for him and go take a walk. And then well, yeah, Jace could have stopped making out, and then they could have went back. Or oh, we didn't shoot. We didn't find him. Yeah, I think I, I think it's more than one note there i think she has multiple motivations and reasons why Mm -hmm. she would want to avoid that disaster from imploding on itself yeah i just um there's not a lot of tact there it seems weird to Mm -hmm. to be fair isabel's probably really hung over right now right (laughs) she's like wearing sunglasses and she's got a mimosa in her hand she's like fuck (laughs) <laughs> she needs a cigarette yeah. well to me it just seems like such a weird thing to put, sabotage this potential friendship that you have with clary like mm-hmm. so abruptly like you're not going to recover from that mm-hmm. you know what i mean very easily mm-hmm. it just seems i don't know well she doesn't really isabel doesn't really know because isabel's never really had girlfriends yeah right <laughs> yeah and guys will just get over shit yeah that's true mm-hmm. i mean jace lived with her so he had to get over it right <laughs> There's no other things. Anyway, everybody in the beginning of this book is being annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Except Luke, because come on. Except he left without saying anything. Yeah. But he could be like imprisoned and shit. I don't know. He could have left a Dear John letter. That's what you call it, right? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what he should have done. Yeah. Faux show. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. So you know what, Luke? Fuck right off. No, I would never take it that I'm just far kidding. with her. Do you think that he was... Never mind. Dumb question. <laughs> Answered it literally as I started asking it. Okay. Anyway, you guys. Clary makes her way upstairs and runs into Max. Who actually... Max is being good. That's true. Max is Poor being kid. amazing. Anyway, he's excited to see her and wants to show her this new manga book. And she's like, cool story, kid. Don't have time for you right now. Where's Jace? Everyone. I know. So, Max grudgingly tells her begrudgingly mm-hmm. what is it Grudging? begrudgingly okay max begrudgingly tells her that he's at the end of the hall and remarks how he's always cast aside so clary starts making this plan like her attack plan as she's approaching her way to the door deciding that she's going to be friendly and not yell 
So she gets there, throws the door open, and then sees Jace, who's necking with this mysterious draw, dark-haired girl that we all know is Aline. He's snogging. He's snogging. <laughs> necking. Yeah. Anyway. Dude. Yeah. Come on. Come on, Aline. <laughs> We're definitely, like, dude, things are... We're ratcheting up the tension. I'm so, like... I'm ready. Things are going to explode. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do this. And let me just be clear. I love Alec. I love Isabel. I love everybody that I'm, like, harping on. It's just... You and Izzy are in a fight right now. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Which it happens. I'm assuming things will be good soon. Alec isn't... And we're not in a fight. He's just being annoying. He's being emo. For they sure. They all are. Except for Simon. I mean, he's the only one that has realistic feeling Isabel's being Wait. bitchy I don't think she's being emo I think she's being bitchy yeah I guess right. she, that's her default mode when she doesn't know how to handle a situation and everybody is acting weird in Idris mm-hmm. yeah everybody's personality Something's changes in the water <laughs> <laughs> they all drink from like Lynn no I think it has a lot a lot of it has to do with like their stance in the community and they have to try really hard to be perfect because their parents are, you know, they they were circle members and they were punished. And so they are in exile. And so when they do come, they have to be at the top of their game because any little thing is going to breed distrust within the community. So I think that a part of that is like they try to fit in and, you know, Izzy saying shit and Alec calling Simon like vampire downworlder. I think it's in an effort to fit in. It's not right. It's fucked up yeah. and y'all need to grow some balls mm-hmm. and stand up to, against the fucked up shit. But I wonder if it's one of those things where like, <clears throat> okay, this is really tangent but not tangent Okay. I don't do it now because I'm a fucking adult. I don't run into a lot of people that do it now because they're adults. But remember how when you were younger and then the, you were like had a new group of friends. And so you were like really like overly showing off. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of like they're not allowed in Alicante. They're yeah. not really allowed to like co-mingle with other Shadowhunter kids. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're like soups extra like. Yeah. Showing off and it's kind of yeah, rubbing yeah. off on your normal day to day. Like I don't. Izzy's abrasive and she's. Yeah kind of I hate using the word bitchy because I feel like it's derogatory towards females so I don't mean it like that like a butthole basically yeah you know she's whatever I think she's like that in her normal everyday life but I don't know if she would act that brazen normally yeah so it's like just the whole hype of just being there and like yeah hungover potentially Mm -hmm. and like everything else is just yeah Yeah, she's like above Clary because she's been there before or something Mm -hmm. yeah Interesting. And she's probably trying to show off to the Sebastian kid. Right. Well, and to everybody. She's trying Uh to show off to everybody. It's all about popularity. And then you also have to think of, they have, Alec is 18 now. He is a, Mm -hmm. he is an adult. He's part of the clave. And Izzy isn't too far behind him. She has to establish her place within this society apart from her parents and prove that she doesn't need to be under this stigma that her parents are. So she has to like fit in. There's there's a lot of like social things going on and I don't know if it's, you know, 
if the author was thinking about those things when they were writing, mm-hmm. you know, these things that they're doing and, and stuff. But I feel like there's a lot more at risk and Clary comes in and just disrupts everything. Yeah. And it's like, can you just for once think of other people other than yourself? 100%. Like, you need to understand that everything you do reflects poorly on us. And we're already like fighting an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. We're so. in hot water. Hot water. Yeah. It's it's interesting to think that Clary just kind of up and does whatever she wants and doesn't listen to people when she didn't really have people before. Right. So it's strange to, I don't know, to... And you're operating in a world you are unfamiliar with. Yes. Take some fucking advice. Well, in a dangerous world, too. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not heaven, girl. <laughs> She's I like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I defeated a rom demon. <laughs> I'm the shit. Oh, shitters. Awesome. That's great. Okay, make sure that you read Chapter 6, Bad Blood, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye!